I have been looking forward to this episode uh, pretty much since I started the the podcast. Uh, I'm a little over six months ago. Guys, we're doing John Carpenter's Halloween versus Rob Zombie's Halloween. We're going to see what we liked about both movies, what we didn't like about both movies, <laughs> so to speak. We're going to drink some cool beers long way, and uh, we do have a special guest. So without further ado, here we go. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors Podcast. I am John, your host as always. Thank you again for the continued support. Uh, numbers keep rising. It's super cool. I never thought that this would like turn into what it's turning into. But again, thank you uh, for tuning in all over the world <laughs> to listen to my dumbass talk about some modern horror movies. Uh, but today we have a special guest. She's the person responsible for our logo and, and kind of the the concept behind everything we're doing. Um, let me introduce her. Jess, uh, what are you drinking today? Hey, John, thank you so much for having me. Um, tonight I am drinking Evil Genius, uh, chocolate pumpkin porter. Okay. How's that treating you so far? I like it. It's a uh, pretty smooth. If you're a porter fan, I, uh, highly recommend it if you haven't tried it yet. All right. Well, today I am, uh, feeling the Halloween spirit. Uh, we are doing uh, Story of the Ghost, a hauntingly hazy IPA by Block 15 Brewing Company. Uh, they're out of Oregon. 8.75%. Uh, uh, it's a double IPA. Um, and it's 4.2 on untapped. Uh, next beer we're having is a little bit of heavy hitter of a heavy hitter. Uh, donated from a good friend of ours, Nikki Bruner. Thank you very much, Nikki. Looking forward to this. Uh, she donated this in light of us becoming parents recently. It's called No Sleep, uh, which I'm sure you can relate to, Jess. <laughs> um, it is a uh, it's a strong ale <laughs> with uh, man. It's got all kinds of stuff going on here. It's a strong ale. It's a blend. Uh, it's an imperial stout. Barley wine blend aged in all kinds of shit. Uh, bourbon barrels, a double oaked, uh, some whiskey I can't pronounce. Uh, man, it's crazy. There's coffee, maple syrup, vanilla. This sounds fantastic. Thank you again, Nikki, for that. Um, it's from Anchorage Brewing out of Alaska, so it's not right around the corner. But if you are up there, uh, their stuff is lights out delicious. Uh, it is a little pricey, though. Um, this is sitting at 15%. And it's a 4.39 on untapped. So we are bringing it a little bit today with the beers. Um, but hey, it's Halloween, right? It's a special occasion. You got to do it. Um, but Jess, why uh, why did this movie, uh, kind of this episode, so to speak, uh, kind of stick out to you? What made you want to do it? So the original Halloween, the 1978 John Carpenter's, is like my intro to horror films. I can literally remember the first time I've ever seen it. I was six years old, which is probably not an appropriate age to be watching that. Um, but it was on Halloween night, six years old. I was in my basement with my cousin. Uh, it traumatized me for about two weeks. But yet after that, I was completely hooked on horror films. Um, and I've just loved it ever since. And basically the horror genre in general. That's awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of us... Uh horror fans now got our start a little earlier than we probably should have um i was uh was a big fan of of freddie uh but also at a young age i think i was definitely 
less than 10 years old and it scared the shit out of me. Uh, but for some reason we keep coming back and I'm not quite sure why that is. Uh, but whatever, I don't know. Um, so in your opinion real quickly, uh, so you, this, this movie is like so highly rated throughout the horror community. It's, it's essentially untouchable. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 96%. Uh, IMDb has it at 7.7 out of 10. Uh, Google users has it at 90%. Like, it's all these high ratings. But I gave it a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You gave it a 10 out of 10, I believe, right? I can see that. I did, yes. Okay, do you have any, uh, you want to maybe give us some insight onto to what you liked about this movie? Uh, any, anything that really stuck out to you? So, I, I think my rating is more based upon the nostalgia aspect of it. I mean, granted, we're living in the world of technology, so we see all of these, like, fantastically, like these beautiful cinematic masterpieces that are being released but yet there's still just something so genuine and so like pure per se about the way that this movie was filmed and just kind of like how like ahead of its time it was and i think that's mainly the reason why the rating is there i mean if if we were rating it based off of 2023 standards i'm sure my rating would be a little bit lower but i think it's just because i hold it near and dear to my heart and I, I can respect that. I think uh, I think a lot of people tend to hold the past uh, in high regard, uh, mainly you know for reasons you just mentioned. Um, what I have here is that you know it's a legendary film in the horror world. It it is iconic, and I use that word so often, but it really is. You know, without it, would we have Friday the Thirteenth? Would we have Freddy Krueger? Maybe you know, but but he you know Carpenter with with the music and the 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 score that was in it and and the camera work just all these unique things that he brought to to the horror genre uh and he introduced the greatest scream queen the world has ever seen jamie lee curtis uh so you know i i definitely see the appeal of why people enjoy it so much um that being said uh what i didn't like about it just one of the things spoiler free um i would have liked michael you know michael myers to be just a little more imposing you know, he just, it just felt like a dude that stood around in the neighborhood and stared at you. Nothing really scary, nothing, you know, and, and <laughs> while the music, another thing, <laughs> while, while the music is iconic and there's that word again, uh, and, and it's made, you know, it's, it's world famous. It's, uh, synonymous with Halloween. I mean the holiday, but you know what I mean? Uh, but I feel like he overused it a little bit where like dead air could have been okay, you know, or just some silence or whatever. Uh, he had to like plug in Lori's theme or plug in Halloween. You know what I mean? It's just like, it felt like it was just a little too much at times. So did you have anything that you, you weren't a fan of or is this just 10 out of 10 perfect for you? Uh, no, I, I, I totally see where you're coming from and I can agree on that. There were some things that were almost a little bit forced um, another thing, and it's not kind of based off of just the first two films, but they had this whole storyline that I thought was going in a great direction. And that kind of veered off towards, you know, halfway through the series, which I thought, you know, was kind of off putting a little bit, I guess. Um, but I completely agree with you on that aspect. Um, 
with that being said, that definitely would make my my rating drop a little bit if if I'm kind of focusing on those aspects as well. So I'd say like the 2023 rating for me would be a 7.8 out of 10, but like my my six-year-old self's rating, it would be the 10 out of 10. Oh man, we got you to drop your rating just a tiny bit. Oh, I don't want you. I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you love this movie near and dear to your heart, you rated it a ten out of ten. <laughs> don't listen to me. I'm just a idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So we. I completely uh, understand where you're like. I see your point of view. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as somebody does, I guess. Um, so now we're going to jump into the modern, uh, the modern take on Halloween, and. What I loved about this is that it was just so much darker and, and it's like significantly darker. Um, Mike Myers, Michael Myers, not Austin Powers. Michael Myers was just so big. That dude was six and nine, six, nine. That's how big Michael, that's scary. And he was like 400 pounds, like six, nine, 400 pounds. You are, I mean, that is enormous. And, and, you know, that's scary to me. That's a guy that I can't get away from. He's stronger. He's bigger. He's whatever. Um, what did you like about zombie? Yeah. I, well, I am a Rob Zombie fan through and through. Love the guy. Um, my favorite thing about this film, and I had a lot of, like, disagreements with people because I would talk to people about it and they just weren't you know a fan of this but i was so excited to see this movie i remember the day it came out my best friend and i went to the theater we loved it i love that they tackled the backstory that was absolutely my favorite part of it um you get to see like this whole like this like tortured child who's like going through all of these you know issues and he has this really terrible upbringing and all of these different things i just absolutely loved the backstory yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you there. Uh, now, what I didn't like was the Rob Zombie filter, and and it finds his way into all of his movies. You know, you you said you're a fan, so I'm sure you've noticed that. Like, okay, we get it. It's this like cliche, like way over the top, like for lack of a better term, like extremely trashy, like white trash family, and you know the, the ending of this was, was a little bit drawn out. Um, I thought like it could have just, if he'd have just ended it a little sooner, um, it would have been a higher rating for me. Uh, and I still gave it, I think like an eight out of 10, just because I loved the, uh, like how dark it was and how violent it was. Um, cause it was definitely violent to your point with the, the backstory and everything like that's something we didn't really know in 78. They just show him like killing his sister while she's like, banging some dude or and or no maybe that was this one i'm getting my halloweens confused maybe she was just changing her i i can't remember <laughs> but anyway like you see like that he has a rough upbringing was, and think... yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's just it, the last point that i have about why i didn't like it was that you know the actress that they had for Lori it's hard to follow up Jamie Lee Curtis. It's virtually impossible. I'm not by any means, you know, faulting the girl on that, but you could, you know, she was pretty forgettable in this film. Like Loomis stood out. I thought that, um, I can't never remember that guy's name. 
Um, but but he really stood out to me in this film. Um, God damn it, it's going to bother me. He's the dude from Clockwork Orange. Oh my God, why is it escaping That's me right now? Not um, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. That was it. Um, he was great as Loomis. He was better Loomis than than the other <laughs> Loomis. But anyway, um, yeah, that was just the only other thing oh, that I, I really uh, that I didn't like. So, anything that you didn't care for in Zombies Halloween? I thought, and I, I love gore. I love like all of that but i just thought the movie and i know it's a rob zombie thing but i thought it was too much in certain aspects like it was too vulgar at points it was just too just too much basically um and and i completely agree with the actress um i am not a hollywood like casting director by any means but i feel like that i could have picked somebody better for that role um especially with such an iconic um representation you know of a completely iconic movie that was it's legendary uh i feel like he could have done a little bit better and not to like throw shade but like i get that it's his wife but sometimes sherry moon zombie kind of gives me a little bit of bad vibe sometimes um Mm -hmm. and i don't Mm -hmm. know if it's just because i just i just i can't explain it if that makes sense but yeah. I mean, I still love the backstory. I love the darkness. It was heavy. It's like just this heavy feeling that you get watching it. But And I loved all of that. But I feel like some things were just unnecessary to have in there, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely it does. I, I actually have that in my notes for, for Zombie that it just, especially in the beginning when you're talking about that, we will cover that. Let's jump on to 78 and then we'll talk about, uh, I don't know why I said about like that. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk about <laughs> Rob zombies after we talk about 78, <laughs> because I, we do have very similar viewpoints on that. So you ready? How's your beer? You're you okay. Do you need a refill before we jump in here? Or what are we doing? Yeah, It's, it's good. I'm okay. good right now. I mean, this is pretty tasty. Have you tried yeah. this before? Uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, this is a a real dumb thing to admit, but I I mean, I've had so many beers. Like I could look at my untapped right now. I know I'm at like 6,000 something on untapped and it's just some stupid thing that like nobody cares about, uh, ever. And except like maybe two people, uh, but it's, yeah. So I've probably had it, but (laughs) I can't recall. Um, I don't know, but if you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. Um, I just cracked this Anchorage though, this uh, no sleep from Anchorage, <laughs> and it is outrageous. That beer is insane. I just got a text message. I wonder if it's my wife. Mm. No, it's not. Okay, we're good. Um, usually she gives me a heads up when we lose internet, so we're 50 minutes in. Here we go. All right, yeah. so um, 78, you know, the iconic music makes itself known immediately. Uh, the camera work that, that made this movie famous uh, with the point of view shot going through you know the neighborhood and kind of following through the house of the little kid you know the um i'm jealous of of people that got to see this at a young age you know even in 78 you know maybe not just like because this wasn't the one i saw you know i feel like everybody you know i I saw chucky and freddie and then eventually jason and then you know i didn't actually watch this movie for the first time until last year if you can believe that Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it I just, it yeah, it, 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 it is awesome. Um, I, I get the appeal, you know, the 
Michael grabs the knife and he, he heads upstairs and, um, I guess he didn't need a reason. Uh, but I like, like you pointed to earlier, uh, zombie giving him a reason to want to do this stuff. Um, and I have in my notes here that, you know, he just went a little too far, could have toned it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on the same page on that one, but you know, it has that campy eighties, like, I guess filter kind of thing over it. You know what I mean? It's like that. Oh no, Michael, what did you do? And then like everybody just sits there on the curb and the camera pans out all dramatically. And then it jumps to like, you know, uh, modern day and that's it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, I mean, I don't know the, the end, the beginning was just kind of, I don't know. I, I saw zombies first and, and I feel like he, it's so hard to view this, like you said, um, through 2023 lenses, because it's just after seeing zombies, which I, I do think is the better movie, uh, ultimately. And I know I'm going to get blasted for that one because God forbid we talk about the sacred cow of fucking Halloween 1978, but it is what it is. I defend modern horror until, you know, I can't anymore because well, that's what we do here. And that's why we pick modern horror. But you know, I just wish there was a little bit more of a of a backstory with him in this one, but but there's really not uh, anything to chime in there. I I totally see where you're coming from. Um, I also can appreciate your outlook and your opinions on modern horror because I feel like I I completely agree with that. But like, I'm, my thought process is like we wouldn't be where we are today without you know the, the starting point basically of those like super campy really ridiculous like horror films from the 80s and 70s and 80s um but i i totally know what you mean i feel like there there could be a little bit more i don't want to say jump scares because i don't know if they really knew what that was when they uh filmed this film because it could it was like this whole like new starting out point for everybody they they were kind of like getting their feet wet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the only thing really that was completely uh, horror themed before that was probably The Exorcist. And that was the, the scariest movie that anyone had ever seen at that point. So mm-hmm. I think they were just kind of playing off of this whole like mysterious creature. Is he watching me like boogeyman style? Um, but I do think they could have done more with it. Like it could have been just more it it can be boring especially like if you are watching it for the first time now like it is probably not the most exciting it's probably super boring and and i get that um i'm pretty sure the first time uh, my husband had ever seen it was with me and that was you know eight years ago at this point and he was like really that's it and i'm like yeah but it's a classic and you kind of just you just do it it's like a one of those seasonal films that you have to watch every year at least in my heart i guess but Mm -hmm. but i totally see your point of view and i know where you're coming from and and i do agree with you on a lot of the aspects just for the record that's not the reason why i brought her on here i didn't want her to agree with me the whole time but it's just nice to know that i'm not alone in these these views (laughs) um yeah it's uh i I think you have to uh at least do your do your homework and and you know watch these movies and all that stuff um Oh, hold on. Oh, never mind. Uh, I thought I got a an e, uh, 
text message saying it was out, but she said it's not. So we're okay still. Um, and nothing's lapsed on your end. Forgive the unprofessionalism of this. We are having issues and I'm trying to get through it. So you're still good on your end? I'm good. Hell yeah. Let's keep I going think. then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll find out at the end when I try to hit stop and none of this actually recorded. Cool. And we just got drunk talking to each other about a horror movie for 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we jump back into the movie and, um, you know, they're on their way back to the mental institution. And I, I believe that this is like at night, you know, so there's like a huge jump in time here, uh, but they don't really tell you what's going on. It's just like bad acting in a car and there's people wandering around uh, and apparently there's an escape and you think they don't tell you. You're just kind of like, I guess this is what's happening. Uh, and Michael Myers, who is the boogeyman. Uh, is a part of this um, and you know he he jumps on top of the car and he rips the nurse out and all, or he attacks her he doesn't rip her out um, and she leaves and he just takes the car and you know Loomis is pissed he's like how could you let that happen or whatever uh, and then back to Haddonfield mm-hmm. and you know enter Lori's theme the very overused Lori's theme they just they beat it to death and, and it feels like anytime she's on the screen they're like yep put it in yep put it in yep put it in um and it just you know but what i did like about uh and we'll talk about maybe we won't have to review all of zombies because i feel like we both know this pretty well and we can kind of call back when necessary but you know aside from uh you know the the violent beginning that we talked about but you know something that the zombie did was that he held true pretty much to the movie um you know there was a lot of similarities you know he drops stuff off at the meyer house like you know because her dad was in real estate or whatever but like you know there's there's a lot and he's already in the house you know just a lot of these uh you know like parallels and i know that he's remaking the movie but and he took some creative liberties in different areas but um yeah i mean ultimately you know I, i i definitely think that he just took something that was pretty good and then he just made it better. And I, I I think I had my mind made up and I can't wait to get the backlash. I can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> I see. I get it though. Like I understand where, why you're saying it because he did, he modernized something that was great and he just kind of put his own little like weird creative spin on it and it turned into a masterpiece. Um, and I love that he paid like homage to like certain different scenes of the movie especially like the the scene with the the kid wearing the glasses and the sheet like that was probably my favorite scene in the entire film hell yeah just because it was so close to the original and and mm-hmm. i just i appreciated him to, like for doing that like i just thought it was fantastic yeah i have that in, in my notes as well that that was just like there's yeah that one was awesome um but this is where like i i have in my notes here that i think that they're just like doing the music too much it's you know they, they do Lori's theme and then it's like whenever she's not on screen they go back to the halloween and then she's on screen as Lori's theme and then it's just you know tone it down a little bit but like you said this was like the first one you know outside of the exorcist and the omen and like even before that like rosemary's baby but before that it was all those really campy super campy 50s and 60s the blob or you know all these crazy b-rated movies so there wasn't really like genuine horror right uh, we didn't get that until The Exorcist. I, or you know, I guess Rosemary's Baby. I've never seen that, uh, and you know, crucify me if you will. Uh, but 
that is supposed to be really good. Uh, I haven't watched it yet because I'm afraid to like watch it through 2023's lenses. And that's a reason why I don't go back and watch a lot of these, these eighties, you know, uh, horror films, because I feel like it's one of those things where like you had to be there and, and, and it's just lost on you if, if you, if you weren't, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't really know. I got a little brain fart there. Uh, anything to add while I uh, collect myself? <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I've also never seen Rosemary's Baby, so don't feel alone in that. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things that it's 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 hard living in the time that we are living and like looking back on all of these things that we essentially like missed out on. Not that it was anything that we could you know we can't do anything about it because we were born at a certain time it's not our fault but but i get it and i understand exactly where you're coming from with that yeah um i have a uh i have a note here that you know loomis is oh back to the movie not to just like jump off of what you were saying but i was just like <laughs> trying to refocus here after my uh minor brain fart but my audience is used to that by now you know they're just used to me being um me um <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, so you have Loomis, who's just like this madman running around Haddonfield, just, I mean, he doesn't sound sane. Like you have to find this guy. And they're like, who are you talking about? Like, he's the buggy man. He's the worst guy. He's Michael Myers. Don't you know? And they're like, no, you mean that kid that killed someone like 20 years ago? He's the most dangerous person on the planet, apparently. And, uh, so he can't really get any help. Like everybody's just looking at him like he's crazy. Um, I did like the scene where he's like, he stops at that, uh, it's like a hardware store or something. And Michael Myers is in the station wagon and he kind of drives right by him in the background. And so like, he's that close and he doesn't know. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. wait, quick story. So there's that scene where Lori's talking, uh, she's walking home with her friends and you know talking about oh you need a boyfriend you need this you need this and um you know mike myers is is you know driving his car or whatever and he's like staring at them all creepy like and you know they talk shit and he jacks the brakes and they all kind of stop so i can confirm that this is a very effective tactic uh in high school we were we we left high school it was me and and like a couple friends and then like friends of friends you know like those dudes that would hang around you or those girls whatever um they would hang around your friends that you didn't really like but they were there anyway and you're just like put up with them because you're hanging out with your buddy so um we're leaving school and we're, we're walking out and there was um we we live next to uh Aliquippa. Uh, which was uh, predominantly like uh, black school, like and um, so we're driving in the or no, we're, we're not driving. Sorry, the we're walking and one of the kids says the word you're not supposed to say, like as one of uh, he stopped by to talk to somebody, like the guy in the car in the passenger seat, and and he stopped by to say something. And he drove away and the dude said the word you're not supposed to say. And the guy heard him in the van or in the car, jacked the brakes, stops, throws it in reverse and looks at us and says, when do you guys say something? We all just like froze like, no, of course not. This dude pulls a gun on us and we're staring. Oh we're God. like 17. 
we're 17 and this guy pulls a gun on us. He's like, are you sure? Are you sure nobody said anything? And we're like, uh, yep, yep, nope, nope, nobody said anything. And he's like, are you, you know, kind of that whole, you know, back and forth of like, you know, are you sure you probably, yeah, no, we're definitely sure. <laughs> so, uh, luckily one of, one of our friends that we were with, his parents owned a pizza shop and in order to get us out of the situation, uh, he was like, Hey, uh, let's just go get some pizza. Uh, I'll get us a free pizza. And he's like, yeah, really? He said, yep. And that was it. We had to get in the car with them. True story. And drive all the way down and go get pizza. Um, yeah. Talk about a nightmare scenario. So Michael Myers driving around in a station wagon, jacking your brakes and people talk shit, you know, so hopefully anybody here, uh, thinks twice after hearing that story. So, uh, hopefully you don't have any stories like that, Jess, right? (laughs) I, I don't, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I mean, I guess it could be fortunately, but yeah, uh, probably more fortunately. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's gosh. not the best way I've ever well, told that story. I'm glad everything but... worked out and you were okay. Yeah, seriously though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh huh. Yeah, that was uh, that I'm was not a fun experience. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Looks like you need it a does refill. Not sound like a fun experience. I do. I have another one right here. Okay, I'll let you get. get I do into have that. a question, and this an is answer. just a general, just a general question. Hmm. How did Michael Myers learn how to drive a car being in a mental institution since he was six? Plot holes, baby. Plot holes. I think they even called it that in the movie. Like, he doesn't know how to drive. Like, <laughs> apparently he does. <laughs> so. He can do anything he puts his mind to. Right. He's the most dangerous man on the planet, apparently. Just... <laughs> yep. I'm like in Illinois of all places. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have again That's just uh, like a little fun. We had a major delay here. I don't know if this is going to pan out in the damn uh, podcast or not. If not, I don't care. You know, this is what podcasting is. It's 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 fun. It's it's crazy. It's messy sometimes. It is what it is. Um, but I have here that pretty much nothing is happening in this movie at this point. It's just Loomis trying to find Michael and Michael just driving around apparently. Cause like you said, apparently he knows how to do it. Uh, also I have, there's music all the time. It's just the music all the time. It doesn't stop. And Michael, arrived. go ahead. I was going to say, I think that was the thing that scared me the most about it when I was six was the score. Okay. Like, I remember sitting there watching it, but my eyes were open and I had my cousin holding my ears. Like, that's why I was afraid. It's, it's like crazy as that sounds because there's, like you said, not a whole bunch going on in the movie, but that's that's what it was. That's what what freaked me out was the, the soundtrack, the score of the that- film. That's an interesting point that I never really took into account. You know, we're so jaded these days with with jump scares and whatnot like that. And, you know, the score can when that music comes on, you almost anticipate something bad happening. Whereas I look at it through 2023 and I'm just like annoyed, like, oh, my God, I get it. He's on the screen. I don't need to hear his music every time. Uh, But back in 78, you know, maybe that was just like, hey, some shit might happen. Some shit might not happen. I don't know. We just have to watch and find out. Um, but yeah, we're we're just about to uh, to Halloween night. 
right? When this is when finally the movie like things start happening instead of just, you know, Michael Myers just joyriding all over the place. Um, you know, Lori has to babysit. Um, and and I have a point here that these kids don't know what it's like to have to like wait to talk to their friends or girlfriends or boyfriends like like we used to have to where you had to like wait until after nine o'clock when you when you had minutes on your cell phone if you even had a cell phone you know depending on your your age group there but like you know answering your phone and at your your house your family home growing up and then like you know your girlfriend's on they're like hey baby i love you and your dad's like get off the phone idiot like i gotta talk to uncle jack or whatever and just the total you know kids have privacy now and we don't have that uh we didn't have that back then not even a little bit unfortunately no no but uh do you ever do any babysitting gigs anything ever you know weird ever happened to you or anything Uh, I think the weirdest thing that ever happened to me when I was babysitting was, um, I guess it's not weird. I mean, kids do weird things, but this child that I was babysitting ate an entire tub of Play-Doh and I freaked out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, do I have to take him to the hospital? And then he's like, no, it's good. Mind you, this kid was like four. And I'm like, shove Play-Doh in my mouth. And I'm like, that's not what I was expecting to happen today, but it's non-toxic and he did it all the time according to his mother. So um, I just sat and ate some Play-Doh with a four-year-old once, but that's about as weird as my babysitting experiences get. So. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty weird. A little heads up from the parents would have been nice, huh? Like, yeah. Oh, by the way, Billy loves Play-Doh after 9 PM before he goes to bed, a little nightcap for him. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> so it's very salty. You've never tried it. Oh, I have. I have. And I don't know how anybody could eat uh, a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like it's maybe it's an acquired taste. Maybe I just have to eat more. And I do have a son. So maybe, you know, he'll go through that phase too. And we can go on that journey together. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. What do you say we, we jump back into this movie here? We, we're like I said, we're finally at the fun part. Um you know, uh, Jesus, I lost my place where, oh, uh, we don't have to talk about the, the dog, you know, getting taken out. That's not cool. That, that lost the point. Oh no, there it goes. There it goes. I think we lost it. No, I didn't. It's back on. Oh shit. I still hear you. You still hear me. Okay. Yeah. I just got my, my notification. So hopefully everything's yeah. still okay. Oh, I don't want to lose this. This is fun. Um, it's going to be real disheartening if I, if I end up losing this and I have to start all over and it will just not have the same energy. Um, yeah. So a lot of Michael just being around, not being noticeable. So he's really good at hide and seek. Apparently maybe they played a lot of that in the mental hospital. Um, but Oh, there's, there it is right there. I said that I think this movie is overrated. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not impressed. And you know, this is the second or third time I've watched it. I think Freddy Krueger is infinitely more scary i know he came a couple years after um but i just think he's he's just you know when you can't go to sleep and you know that like that's like your safe space you just you shut down new day new everything but you can't go to sleep that's where oh man and he was just so much more he was so he talked shit while he killed you you know that's i mean he's my favorite uh, of, of all the like iconic horror guys um 
but uh any any uh in input on that one i i get it i agree um that always freaked me out i actually have only seen the first friday um not friday i'm sorry nightmare on elm street um that just wasn't one that i took to because i was like i'm not gonna let this like concept ruin my favorite thing in the entire world i love sleeping too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it is terrifying to think about it like oh, this person can infiltrate your dreams and he can tear you up and you'll just never wake up again. So I do get that like fearful aspect of his slasher persona. Um, But again, like the first time I saw Halloween, I literally could not go to the second floor of my house by myself. Uh, my mom had to come upstairs. She used to have to sit in the bathroom while I took a shower just because I was that um, terrified of it. So, and I don't know. And and I guess it just jumps back to the fact that we're, we're watching this movie again in a different time period. And it's just such a different take on it because we're, our brains are just used to seeing all of these like really well done films and these super terrifying villains per se in all of these fantastically filmed horror horror movies so i i get that um and i do i do get the sense that he's not like a he's not he's like not stereotypically scary but he does have this like weird aura about him it's just like this this creepy essence following you around and you never know where he's gonna be and what he's going to do. And, and I think that's kind of like the always being on your toes aspect is what I think is, is scary about Michael Myers. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I think that's what a lot of other people do say about him is that he's just relentless. He doesn't give up. He's always, he's always there. He's always following you. And it's just like, imagine that dude getting locked up. Like if, if, you know, and some people do go through this in real life, uh, and so we're not trying to make light of that by any means, but like, imagine being in a situation where there's somebody who really is trying to do you harm and then they get put in jail and they have escaped and they try to do it to you again. And then they go back to jail. Like you would be paranoid as shit the rest of your life. That's real life horror. Um, so maybe if I had thought, but this was like the first time thing. Oh no, there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Oh, reconnected. Oh I my God. Thank you. God. It might be your internet that's saving us. Honestly, I'm not even lying. Like we, we might make it through this. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Cause mine would have shut down by now and just been <laughs> awful, but Oh God. Um, so we get to Michael's what? Uh, first official okay first official kill is like an adult where he chokes annie in the car and kills her and then like her face falls on the horn uh and then it's just going now how's big ass michael myers going to finagle his way out of the back seat of a dead girl's pinto without being caught like how exactly is that supposed to happen like nobody nobody is is around on halloween right this is halloween you're trick-or-treaters and this big ass dude's allowed to just go around and just like strangle people. And that's fine. Uh, it's not fine. I'm not, you know, that's not behavior you should, you know, partake in. But like, there's just nobody on the streets. This is Halloween, right? Isn't like, isn't this supposed to be, you know, trick or treat and all this other stuff? And there's just nobody around at all. And he's just allowed to like stand in the street and look creepy the whole time. 
guess the party ends fast in Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> I guess. I will yeah, tell you, to this day, I'm 34 years old. I still check the back seat of my car before I get in it. Because of this movie? Every day. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I do not. I just check to make sure that my kids... <laughs> you know, like not in there still that I didn't forget to, I don't do that on a regular basis by any means. I'm just, you know, making light, you know, just, just cracking a joke. Uh, and this 15 percenter <laughs> is fucking hitting hard right now, by the way. Uh, I am feeling it at 40 minutes <laughs> in and we still have all of Rob zombies to cover, um, which we'll probably get through a little faster. Um, but, uh, okay. So this might be a little uncomfortable here, but it, these, these movies for whatever reason, like, it's like they have to have teenage sex in it. It it has to have teenage sex. Why is horror synonymous with like adolescents having sex? Why is that a thing? I don't know. Is it because it's taboo? Is it just like, you know, hey, we're killing people on screen. We might as well have them like banging and being naked and while they die too. Like where did this even start? I would say like I guess the scary part of that is you're getting somebody at their most vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Why it has to be minors, you know, is another thing. I guess that's their target audience and they want to like preach like abstinence kids like this is basically like you know, stay away from this like if you have sex you're going to get murdered. But Right. I-, I think like just think about the vulnerable like the vulnerability of that like you are just yeah I, I get that like that is terrifying to think of but i i don't like the the age range i guess it is uncomfortable because it, it's weird but i know what you mean yeah i mean we were all there uh but like it's it's always like high school teenagers but they're all like 30 so like in real life so it's not that bad um but <laughs> this is where you know the teenage sex is happening and uh, this is where like Michael, this is your scene that you were talking about. Not the sex scene, but the, 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 the hat or not the hat, the fucking, uh, blanket on his face with the glasses and everything. Um, this was the callback that, that Rob Zombie did, which I would love. I actually thought that was, you know, really, really good that he did that specific scene because I really liked this scene in, in 78. I thought it was great. Um, but dude, for, for Michael Myers being like a regularly built dude in this film in particular, uh, to lift him off the ground by his neck with one hand and then stab him through with a butcher knife right now butcher knives are, are typically like let's just say 12 inches uh, i was a chef and let's just say they're 12 inches now i don't know how wide the human body is typically or how thick so to speak uh but to get through <laughs> the human body and then into i mean i guess he got lucky and just went right into a stud you know, I can't hang a picture to save my life because it just falls right out of the drywall. But this dude gets a stud first time to hang a body on. Um, I mean, just imagine the strength you'd have to have to uh, to pull something like that off. But again, there's an iconic scene um, that, again, gets a callback from Zombie. Um, and I love seeing all the uh, – It's always it always floats around during Christmas where um, – they have like a like a doll version of Michael Myers, and he stabs the uh, the elf on the shelf to the wall. That's like my favorite thing during Christmas. 
<laughs> do you guys do Elf on the Shelf? I love it. Um, I've actually never done Elf on the Shelf, and I don't think that's something that I could do because I would forget, and then that would just ruin the whole magic of it. So, so if you guys do it, I I wish you luck. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I, I I value my sleep, and I don't want to wake up five minutes earlier than I have to just to move a damn doll. <laughs> so this is the scene uh michael myers coming in like cousin it from the the adams family with the bed sheet on his head and you know she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't recognize for whatever reason um and uh he just stares at her and that's that's kind of creepy where just like someone's talking to you and you're not responding and you don't know yet like that person doesn't know and you're just like you see it kind of slowly kind of like occur to them like oh this isn't my boyfriend anymore this is something else and this sucks mm-hmm. uh and then he kills her and uh Lori has to listen to her friend die on the phone which would be fucking terrible but it also kind of sounds like she's having sex uh which i think that's why if i remember correctly Lori hangs the phone up because i think that's what she thought was happening <laughs> so yeah but um she's just used to it yeah probably yeah because she was the one that didn't have a boyfriend and all that stuff um so Lori decides to be uh, a detective all of a sudden and uh goes to find out that all her friends are dead. And um, this is, you know, the viewer knows he's there. And I think this is the beginning of that, like, you definitely shouldn't go up those stairs. Like, and that's where, like, the anxiety sets in as a horror fan, where you're just like, okay, she's walking into a trap. This is something bad is going to happen. And it's like, how long can, can like, the director keep you there? You know, how long can can he let that go before you, like, all right, now you're dragging it out, buddy. You know, something like that. But um, then there's like a very anticlimactic reveal. You know, Lori stumbles across the bodies of, of her friends and she understands, you know, what's going on. And then finally, Michael Myers attacks her and the chase is on. And I always, I, I have a note here. Why is it so hard to open doors in horror movies or not to fall when running? Like I run basically never but i don't fall when i do run so i don't understand what's going on here i i know exactly what you mean i think everybody must just be like the clumsiest person in the world uh Mm -hmm. when it comes to that point but Mm -hmm. i've never been chased by you know a michael myers type figure before so maybe it's just like a rite of passage to fall but I know what you mean. It's actually very comical to think about. And a lot of those falls are like the comic relief that you need in, in these films. So maybe that's what they're looking at. Yeah, that, that whole take the edge off. Like, oh, she tripped again. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then I have again what I called to earlier, like Lori's out here screaming. So she's babysitting these kids, right? Um, and, and you would assume that it's not like midnight because the parents are probably you know, be back by now. Uh, so she's in the middle of suburbia and she's knocking on these doors and she's screaming and all this stuff. There's no trick or treaters. There's nobody out. And you know, nobody opens the door. Like nobody is what well, I don't understand what is happening here. 
Uh, but she just watches, you know, Michael kind of just slowly make his way towards her. And that, that whole like uh, tension building scene of her trying to get back into the house while the kids like tries to figure out how to open the damn door and all that other stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's just like a, it, it's like a messy scene and that's just something, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's cause I'm looking through, maybe I'm bringing logic to a horror film. I don't know. It's just like, it, it doesn't seem practical. Not that all horror movies are, but it's just, I don't know. It kind of bugged me a little bit that like nobody was around. And I have that in the, the, you know, zombie review also that's just like, it takes place on Halloween. There's trick or treaters on Halloween. Not one person is opening the damn door. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it was my neighborhood, I'd be the first one outside looking to see what's going on just because I'm a nosy neighbor. But like, I know what you mean. Like, how is no one home? You don't have like 75 year olds that live in your neighborhood that are just hanging out. Like literally no one's there. I get it. Right. All right. So we're going to try to do a pause here because I got to notice that you're having trouble recording. So we're going to hit pause and we're going to find out the hard way if this is taking or not. And sadly, we did lose her. Uh, sorry again for the for the crazy episode here. Uh, also, sorry about that 15%er kicking my ass towards the end of that uh, podcast. Man, honestly, it might be for the best that, uh, <laughs> that that cut out and you guys didn't hear me drunk ramble about God knows what now. Um, we got Starlink on the way, so hopefully the internet issues will be resolved uh, by the end of next week. So we're going to, uh, you know, bang the rest of this one out. Um, you know, talk about just the ending a little bit and, and how much we enjoyed that. And then we'll touch base a little bit on, uh, some of, you know, Rob Zombie's, uh, Halloween, but ultimately, you know, we did cover a lot of that and, you know, the parallel scenes and whatnot and what we did like about it and what we didn't like about it as we talked about, uh, Halloween 78. So, um, you know, we were pretty much at the end of the movie here. Uh, I'm gonna take a sip of my beer here. It's not the 15% or we're just rolling with some hams right now. Cause that's an all time favorite, you know, <clears throat> Anyway, sorry about that. Um, you know, we get about just about to the end here where, um, you know, Lori and, and Michael finally have their showdown. You know, we don't have to go into detail about what happens, but, you know, she's in the house with the kids and everything. And um, I, I did find it funny that, that, you know, Michael is chasing her around the house and everything. And she's, you know, goes to hide in the closet. You know, this dude can, can lift a guy and stab him through a wall, like into the wall and make him stay there. Uh, but he can't break through this tiny little bifold door. <laughs> There's that dumbass logic uh, getting applied again. Anyway, um, you know, uh, she sends the kids outside, and Loomis is there, and he knows what's going on. He shows up just in the in the nick of time, um, and they have a little scuffle, Lori and Michael, and um, you know, Loomis follows him, shoots him, shoots him. Shoots him until he falls out the window uh, to his supposed death. Um, and they come to find out that that's not the case and that he is gone. And that's pretty fucking scary. Uh, I can imagine, you know, uh, seeing that in 78 and just being like, oh, man, finally it's over. Uh, and then he's not, you know, he's not there. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the, the movie ends with the music and, and him heavily breathing, you know, that point of view you know, kind of camera shot and all that stuff, uh, which was awesome. So that's, that's a great way to end that movie. Um, again, I know I'm a little harsh on it, uh, cause I do view it through 2023 20, eyes and, uh, or lenses, so to speak. Um, 
And we're going to review this and we're pretty much doing the same review, uh, just spoiler free on horror reviews by the collective tomorrow. Uh, each and every one of us is actually going to do a different review for Halloween tomorrow. So, um, well, I guess it'll be today <laughs> when you guys hear this. So yeah, later today, go check us out on Facebook, man. We got a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Uh, can't recommend the page enough. We got a lot of dudes that are just, and, and ladies that are very committed to, uh, putting out a good product, finding some really cool hidden gems that, I mean, I like to think I have my ear to the ground with some horror stuff, but these, man, they just find some really neat stuff. Um, and I wish I had time to watch all of it, but it's just hard to do and do this, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but anyway, you know, I liked, I liked Halloween 78. I liked the original, uh, it's campy, you know, and, and maybe, you know, that's how I started like in horror movies. I think that's how a lot of us started like in horror movies. Once I got a taste for that, like kind of next level horror that's out right now, you know, that elevated horror, I want more, you know? And, and I guess it's hard. I don't know. I'm kind of like talking in circles here because I do defend the terrifier franchise, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, I can't go back and watch these original movies. Um, and, and, enjoy them as much as some people can. I feel like a lot of those are like, you kind of had to be there. And I mentioned that earlier in the episode, but you know, um, that's why I think I like Rob Zombie so much. Cause it is a modern take. Um, you know, obviously I can do without some of, uh, you know, how far he goes and how, you know, he pushes it a little too far. Sometimes I know I literally just said that, but he does, you know, and it, he's talking about at the beginning of this movie when he's got that shitty home situation and just a really abusive stepfather who's like really cringy and creepy towards like the stepdaughter and and you know the the kid calling him all these names and the mom and he's just, he's just like such a piece of shit um and you you really want something bad to happen to him so when he does finally get his from young Michael you're like yeah cool um you know and sister's kind of a not very nice uh to Michael so again you know you're kind of uh, kind of okay with that too. I did like him going after the uh, the uh, the bully in the beginning. You know uh, that that street justice feel. Maybe not him killing him, but you know you always kind of like when someone stands up to the bully and you know gives him a taste of his own medicine. That was a little far. I'm not recommending you go kill your bully uh, by any means, <laughs> um, but just do a little Ralphie on him. You know uh, from a Christmas story, just. Get on top of them, beat them up with your mittens, and have your mom pull you off of them, go have a cry, and, and that's it, you know, and hopefully uh, daddy doesn't kill you when he gets home. <laughs> we are not going to talk about A Christmas Story, even though I could. I do love that. That is my favorite Christmas movie. That and Muppet Christmas Carol. So drop your favorite Christmas movie uh, in the comments here, because it's literally tomorrow. Uh, you know, Christmas season starts fucking November 1st, which is bullshit, so... Rant over back to beer. So, um, I did really like how they gave him some backstory here, how they talked about, um, you know, he, they, they try to help him and everything like that, but he's just, he's just spiraling, right? This kid's just spiraling and, and, and everything's, you know, getting worse for him. And there's a, a scene where, um, you know, Loomis says, you know, it's a harsh reality, uh, that, that some people are just wired differently. Um, and, and I personally couldn't imagine hitting that point where you realize that like, you know, your, your child is gone, your baby's gone and, and they're, they're no longer somebody, you know, you recognize they're, they're now a monster. And I, 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 
I credit Rob Zombie for making Michael Myers absolutely terrifying. Uh, the dude that played him, we talked about it earlier, 6'9", 300 pounds. Tyler Mayne is his name. He's a fucking unit. That's that's intimidating. That's a guy that you, I mean, he's just a, he's a fucking, like he can't fit through the door. That's how big he is. Um, and, and they, they, you know, he's got the hair down over his face. So you don't really see his face. Uh, and it just adds to that kind of, uh, and, and I, I dig the mask thing that he's doing where, you know, he's making all these different ones and everything. Um, and there's that really gross scene early on, uh, where the, they, they take a psychiatric pa- patient into his room, uh, and they, they, you know, sexually assault her, um, and, and just try to, to provoke him and everything. Uh, and it happens, you know, you fuck with the bull, you're going to get the horns eventually. And that's exactly what happens. So, and, and still, you know, you're not really mad at, at him yet. You're like, I mean, he's killing the people that I actually want to die in this movie. So, <laughs> except maybe the sister, but you know, uh, the, the stepdad gets killed and these assholes get killed and you're like, you know, maybe he's like, maybe he's not that bad. And then poor Danny Trejo faces the wrath, you know, and he's just like, no, Mikey, like you feel so bad for him. I just, oh, poor, poor Danny Trejo, you know, that that's, you know, he's, he's one of Hollywood's most beloved actors. Um, you know, he just felt like a genuine person that you would like, or that you've known in your life. And for him to just get that end was like, ugh, rough. Um, Next, you know, now he escapes. Loomis is called. He sees the aftermath of all this shit. And he's like, fuck, we got to go get this guy. Uh, this scene in particular, I really loved because in the original, they didn't show anything. They just showed him, um, you know, he got like a, a jumpsuit off of a mechanic uh, from his truck or something. Uh, this one, they, they show him at a truck stop in this bathroom stall kill. And we're maybe not at our most vulnerable, but we're pretty vulnerable if you're, you know, taking a shit or. Uh, you know, you're just caught in that moment. Some dude that's six, that can see over the stall is pounding on the door, uh, wanting you to get out. You know, that's pretty fucking intimidating. And, um, you know, he, he rips his way in and kills the guy and takes his outfit. And that's that. That's a rough way to go. (laughs) Uh, dying on the shitter or right near the shitter. Um, and, and Rob Zombie has a way of just making things so, you know, gross you know just just takes that next level you can see the inspiration that he gets from movies like texas chainsaw massacre with you know the family aspect where they're like kind of this inbred and like really dirty and grungy and they just live in these weird conditions and you know i don't know if that's a reflection on how he grew up or how he was brought up but it's kind of you know i don't know um but it's a filter in a sense you know like think of it as like an instagram filter right and he just takes that and puts it on a movie um uh, and sherry moon zombies and every fucking thing um yeah, I'm going to call that one out. But she wasn't terrible in this movie, mainly because she wasn't in it for very long. And she plays, I don't know, a role that she fit very well. Uh, she just played like a struggling single mom stripper. Um, and, you know, there's not a not a lot of reach on the acting there. I don't think you have to, like, dive into the psyche of, you know, you're not tapping into your inner Leo DiCaprio to, to pull something like that off. I think most of us could probably, you know... Uh, nail that one if we wanted to i don't think i could be a struggling singer single mother uh, stripper but if i try hard enough i believe i could so let me take a sip of beer here um it follows you know the the original pretty tightly here you know uh, Lori drops off the the keys and michael's already in the house and he finds the mask and all this other stuff <clears throat> 
The music is is awesome. Uh, he does just enough, but doesn't overdo it like they do in the original. Um, it's more of like that undertone kind of thing that he has going on, that eerie kind of just you know sound the whole time. Um, I dig the cameos. Uh, Brad Dourif, Chucky, you know the guy who plays Chucky, who's still playing Chucky, uh, is in it. He's the he's the sheriff. Uh, Sid Hag is in this. Uh, legendary Captain Spaulding, one of my favorite horror characters of all time. He's so fucking good. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it follows the movie pretty well. They have the scene where they're talking shit to him and all this stuff. And pardon me. Um, all kinds of weird bodily functions happening today. Um, you know, it's trick or treat night and there's more teenage sex. Now that's something that, that Rob Zombie, um, definitely does uh, a lot more of, I feel like his is a little more intense than, you know, he, he wants that in. You know, it's it's very it's more violent. Uh, you see more, and uh, I don't I don't hate that. You know I I like when when directors push that boundary uh, of like it's not insinuated like oh shit like they're actually showing this you know and that's usually kudos to like the special effects department like the lighting and all that stuff like what can we get away with what can we make look very believable and I really like that um, sticks the boyfriend to the wall just like they do in the original pulls on the Cousin, you know, cousin it, you know, from the Adams family blanket, fucking sheet with the glasses on and all that stuff. She falls for it again. He kills her, you know, yada yada. Just keep going. Um, now, Michael forces his way into where Lori lives, um, and he snaps her neck. Uh, and the only thing I didn't really like, and I know we're moving kind of fast through this one, but we we did talk about it a lot. Um, is is just Lori, the casting of Lori. Uh, I don't even know what the hell her name is. It's like Scout. Taylor Thompson or something like that. It's like, it's like one of those like, uh, white kid names from the nineties that played in like a Disney channel movie, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Zachary Ty Bryant. Uh, I know that those are, uh, uh, God damn it. Not full house. Uh, I know you guys are screaming it right now. It is, oh man, home improvement. There we go. Oh my God. You guys are probably so mad at me cause you're like, you idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it, it, she just has this weird name that just, I don't know. And not that that has anything to do with her acting, but I just did not, she was just so forgettable. Like, I I honestly didn't even remember that there was a Lori in this movie. Uh, I remember there was Michael Myers because he's very, uh, you know, awesome and intimidating and he's just great. Uh, Tyler Maine did a fantastic job making him just this, you know, unit. Kind of like when... Um, I, man, my, I am brain farting tonight. Kane Hodder took over as Jason and, and made it his own, you know, and he became Jason Voorhees uh, and took him to, like, the next level. And, like, Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger. I think Tyler Maine really had the potential to, like, you know, maybe if Zombie didn't drop the ball on Halloween too, because that was not great. <laughs> That's a bit of a dud. Um, but if he would have been cast for, you know, David Gordon Green's new new series, but David Gordon Green would have fucked that up, so that, that's irrelevant, um, I don't know, maybe he'll get called for this Miramax, uh, update, that, that might be cool, um, and see, I would like to see him get more work as Michael, because I do think he did a really good job, ah, that hams never, ever, 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 ever disappoints, so, <clears throat> um, I actually have a note here that maybe Michael Myers is just pro-abstinence, and he's just a, a very passionate advocate did he go so far as to kill the people uh that are having sex um you know and so we move on uh i do have that the the musical touch is really great uh they, they do a good job um laurie gets 
back into the house um, with the kids. Michael follows, and he ends up uh, busting through the door. Um, you know, gets shot a couple times, kills the cops. You know, cops show up. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Um, cops do show up, and whatever, he takes care of them, takes Lori, and disappears. Loomis shows up, and, the, you know, they don't know where he went, but Loomis has a feeling. So, uh, yeah, Lori wakes up. This is where the movie differs a little bit. She wakes up next to her, her dead friend uh, in an unfamiliar room, and Michael shows her a picture. So immediately it's revealed that they're siblings, which they didn't do in the original, um, I don't think, unless I missed something. Um, but, you know, so she's scared, and but she's playing along. Um, and she ends up stabbing Michael to get away, tries to escape. Um, and then she ends up in like the empty swimming pool in the backyard. Um, and it looks like he's got her dead to rights. Loomis shows up, got his 357 that he bought earlier, shoots him. But obviously Michael Myers is never dead. And, um, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh God. You know, you think they're, they're done and they're having their talk and he's in the, you know, they're in the car together. And this is kind of a nod to the, the first one, uh, you know, Michael bursts through the window, takes Laurie out, and uh, Loomis comes after him. Michael crushes the skull and, you think, kills him. And this is where, you know, I'm like, they should have just ended it. Um, maybe with her just getting ripped out of the car and and just kind of leaving you on a cliffhanger. Like like they did with at the end of Freddy uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, the mom gets pulled through the window. Um, but, you know, now, now it's just like cat and mouse game. Now she's hiding in the ceiling. Uh, and then she's hiding in the wall and they're just smashing shit. And it's just, it's really kind of dumb. Um, it's just, it is what it is. You know, eventually she tackles him to the, to the ground. Pardon me when the weird bodily noise is coming out and you know, she ends up, uh, shooting him in the face. Is that what happens? Yeah. Shoot. I have my note. All of my notes are size, you know, whatever font. And then the very last one that I can't see is the regular font. (laughs) So, you know, she shoots Michael in the face, and uh, and he's gone. Uh, maybe the the end credit ends there. I like when movies do do that, where they don't give you any closure. It's just like bang. Well, what happened? It doesn't matter. It's over. So think about it. Uh, they did that in Barbarian, which was cool. Um, but you know, ultimately, I think if they just had like a better Scream Queen, like a better, I don't, you know, we have a couple of new ones now. You had, I don't know, like. Uh, Oh my God, I can't, Florence Pugh, like her, or um, Jenna Ortega, maybe. She's not, she wouldn't be a Lori, uh, but just just somebody other than who they had. Somebody that, that could have, you know, put a little more, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis on the role, because she's been fantastic, and there's no doubt about that. Her success, you know, speaks for itself outside of that movie uh, or franchise, but you know, I just thought that she was pretty forgettable, and I think that kind of hurt the movie a little bit. That and just, you know, the overly white trashiness of the movie at times. Not all the time, but at times, you know, especially in the beginning. And just just some of the stuff was, like, a little unnecessary. But he took it a very dark route, which, you know, I was okay with. Um, they made Michael Myers uh, scarier, uh, more intimidating. Um, all in all, these movies, you know, I can't remember what I rated them at the beginning of the show, but, um, they're, they're both about the same. I'll probably give them, you know, I think I gave it like a seven out of 10. I think I was just trying to be edgy the other day, uh, <laughs> when I was recording initially, but, um, you know, I think, I think now, you know, I'll probably give like a seven and a 
seven and a half out of ten uh, for both of them. I think you know they both can hold their own as standalone movies. Um, I think Rob Zombie paid enough. Uh, respect and homage to the original. Um, I think John Carpenter could have done things a lot better, uh, but, you know, we're just nitpicking. Uh, At the end of the day, they're both enjoyable movies. They're both movies you should watch around this time of year, uh, if not the actual day today. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to try to squeeze in one more recording tonight. Uh, We're going to do When Evil Lurks. Uh, It just hit Shudder. We were dropping this on Friday. Uh, so three days from now, you get two episodes from me this week. That's how much I like you guys. Um, yeah, uh, I cannot recommend when evil lurks enough. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you again for, for bearing with me here. Uh, we should be back to normal here by the end of next week and everything will be good. Um, and then we're going to keep continuing to, you know, up our setup and make it a little better and more efficient and all this other stuff, playing around some sound effects and just keep having a good time. Uh, so Happy Halloween, everyone. Trick or treat. Hope you guys had a good day. Uh, let's see some, you know, costumes. Jump on them social medias and everything and, and post them. Uh, I'll put a post out tomorrow. Uh, I mean, today. And uh, with the release of this episode. And, uh, you know, feel free to post your, your photo comments of uh, either, you know, if you dressed up this year or previous years, your favorite costume, whatever. Uh, let's see them. I want to see them. I'm going to post mine. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday for When Evil Lurks, and that's about it, so cheers.